Chicago's finest internet radio show, making a world a better place, one show at a time. The George Water Jr. Show is now on the air. Take it away, Dad. All righty. Welcome to the George Water Wilder Jr. Show. All right. <laughs> Welcome to the... George Wilder Jr. Show, once again, it's going to be a, uh, it's a great day in the city of Chicago. I hope it's great wherever you are in the world listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. Sabrina Proper is scheduled to be on the show today. We're going to find out what she's going to be teaching us or showing us or just plain old talking about and um, what kind of conversation can ensue from that. I, I, when I have folks on the show, it's not an interview. It's more like a conversation, you know, because I, I think that's the right way to do it. I think some of the talk show hosts and podcast directors do the same thing. It, it's a conversation. It's a con- And if you've listened to the George Wilder Jr. Show and you've heard me speak and talk to some of the guests who appear on the show, you would agree. It's a conversation. It's totally a conversation. And um, we were busy today, folks. We were... <laughs> We were, I mean, uh, I didn't think I'd be able to go on tonight. We were just so busy running around doing this and doing that, especially after the graduation. And then some things were, you know, disappointing. Disappointing, if I can say it. I can't even say disappointing. Some things were disappointing. But that's um, to be rectified and worked out. All right. Uh, don't quit when others doubt you. Don't quit when they turn on you. Don't quit when they lie and spread falsehoods about you. Don't quit when they say that you can't do it. Never, ever, and I'm speaking to the young folks, never, ever, old people too, never, ever let someone tell you that you what you can't do. Because, uh, you know, some older Americans have found their career, they've found their niche in their older, their golden years. You're never too old to do what you want to do. You're never too old to do what you love. And you're never too old to keep learning. People, I mean, you should take uh, learning 
uh, as a good thing, not as a bad thing. Oh, I'm so old. I should have known that. No, do not take it that way. Just say, hey, well, you learn something every day. That's the attitude. I'm up for learning anything that I can, and I'm 99 years old. That's the uh, attitude that you should take, you know, uh, because the young people out here today, they are bright, they're intelligent, they're more uh, involved into everything that's going on, especially technology. And let me put it straight. A lot of people don't read as much as they used to read because we have so much, so much of this technology that is running away all the time, you know. And I think that's one of the reasons why people actually don't read. I mean, if you see people on the train, in your car, in their car, the bus, wherever people are gathered, they're on Facebook. (laughs) They're on Facebook. Either they're posting or they're clicking like or they're not doing anything at all, but just watching other people uh, post and, and, and whatever. Technology has really taken it taken it away. And a lot of authors tell me, well, my book isn't doing so well. Well, my book is not out yet. Oh, well, they say they don't care too much about my book. You're right. We don't care about your book. You as an author, you have to make us care about your book. There's no doubt about it. No one cares about what I write. No one cares about even what I do until I start to put myself out there and say, you know, hey, take a look at what I'm doing and tell me what you think. You have to put yourself out there. You have to uh, engage people. You have to engage people. You just can't throw up a book on Amazon and say, hey, wow, come buy my book. Uh, That's not going to happen because there's millions and millions of books being published every year even monthly, you have to find a way to stand out to make people want to to go even look at what you do. So that's what we do, you know, I mean, and, uh, but, um, yeah, uh, I've had many authors on the show and a lot of them say their book is doing great. And some say their book is not doing so well. Well, that's simple physics. Those things are going to happen. But it's up to the author to make people care about their book. It doesn't matter what you're writing about. You could write about the trees. Who cares? As long as you make the book interesting, as long as you make it engaging, as long as you pull your audience in with with, with whatever you're doing, uh, it's okay. Because new writers are always wondering... Nobody's buying my book. Nobody's reading my book. What can I do, George? Excuse me. (coughs) I'm coughing. I believe I probably caught it. Um, Nobody's buying my book. What can I do? Well, what what you can do, you can engage people. Let people know your book is there. Put it out there. Uh, Nobody's going to come looking for your book. You've got to let them know that you have it. And you got to give them a reason to why they should read it. Moreover, why they should even purchase this. And then, and then why they should even waste their time on your book. When there's so many other titles out there. I mean, you've got books that are free. Totally free. I mean, why would somebody pay 
for your book when they can go get the same story somewhere else written by someone else, maybe even better, for free. Because people, that's what about people, they like shit that's free. You know, you selling your book on Amazon for 99 cents, (laughs) that's not going to get it. I mean, some people, oh, lower your book price, lower your book price. If you don't have anything in there worth reading, it doesn't matter if it's 10 cents. Nobody's going to buy it. If you don't make people, engage people, uh, throw your book out there, and a lot of people are doing this, and a lot of people aren't, um, people aren't going to notice you. You want people to notice you, you have to put yourself out there. Once people start noticing you and seeing that you're doing something, you're doing something interesting that they like doing, and they feel as though you're an okay person, they're gonna go check out what you check out your writings without you even telling them to do it. And they may just download something or buy a book just so they can have it by the person that they admire. Money's tight, folks. People do not want to let go of any money that they have. It's tight. I mean, you get so many bank accounts around the America, around America that are dwindling on closing because people can't keep money into the bank because they they're always going after it or they have to have some have one need or another. Bank accounts are dwindling, dwindling. People aren't saving as much as they should. And then there are some people who are saving, but they're not using the banking institutions to save their money because they don't want their money to be hacked and they don't want uh, their money lost forever through some sort of scam. So a lot of people are uh, putting their money in their mattresses, uh, in the walls, whatever, uh and that's happening if they have anything at all. So you really have to. Uh, it, it doesn't matter what you're doing. You could be. I don't. I don't know. You could be a. Um, you could be anything. Selling vacuum cleaners or something. If they do that again, uh, you have to put. Pe- you have to uh, engage people. If you want people to check you out and see what you do. You just can't pound people over the head with your book. Buy my book. Buy my book. Buy my book. They're not going to do it. They're not going to do it. Engage them into something else that you're doing, and they will go. And if they like what you're doing and they admire you, they look up to you or whatever, they're going to go and Google you and check out everything that you do. And they just might. And even if they're not readers, they still may just download a book just to support you. But you have to engage people in one way or another. I know because that's what I do. And a lot of people go to my uh, Amazon page and they check out my book. Some some of them read my stuff for free through Prime and all this kind of thing. Um, you know, but, you know, that's what you do. I mean, as a writer, as a published writer, you want people to read what you write. And I've had so many authors on the show who just did not understand that. You have to get the word out about your book. You have to engage people. And you have to kind of have people look up to you. 
and you know look up to you and and uh, obviously you want people to go and check out your pages your books you know i mean but don't beat them over over the head with it i mean they're going to do that on their own if they're liking uh uh what other things that you're doing you know uh all right you've been listening to the show on blog talk radio folks it is such a beautiful day outside uh, as I've said, I may be sounding out of breath because we were just, I, I actually literally just sat down and uh, uh, I, I thought I was going to be on late, but somehow we made good time and we got back and uh, uh, it's all good. It is very all good. And I've turned on the computer here and I'm here and I'm reading uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders cites Bible as a reason to detain immigrant children. Wow, the Trump administration, they really, these people, (laughs) they come up with the most ridiculous and just asinine things uh, for their reasoning for doing something stupid. Separating immigrant children from their parents and putting them in cages. This is actually going on in America. This is what they did in Nazi Germany to the Jews, the Holocaust. This is what they did. And what is the the United States doing? Some of the same things. We have Trump. This guy should go to jail. This guy should be, I mean, he should be, uh, I mean, he should go to jail for this. I mean, he should get. Uh, he should be locked under the jail. He should be in a dungeon. He should be, I, I don't know. This is so wrong. And somehow I think it's against the law. They're saying that they can't find anything in the Constitution to uh, rectify this. And there's it, it, there's nothing in the Constitution that does not rectify it. But that doesn't make it right. Can you imagine the horror of these kids? These kids must be going through when they cross the border. They're with their parents. They they are suddenly pulled away from their parents. Why is this government doing this? Why is Trump doing this? Because he can't stand children. He's a racist pig. They should be locked up. Him and Jeff Sessions and Sarah Huckabee Sanders should all share the same damn jail cell waiting on the death penalty. This should be a death penalty for these guys doing this. Wow, this is just awful. Ah. And the the article, I, I, I don't even want to read the rest of the article. It's just so it's just so heartbreaking to to see. I think there are some photographs uh, and some um, video of of these kids uh, separated from their parents in cages. This is what the Trump administration has done. And I'm hearing that a lot of the kids who have been separated from their parents, they don't even know where their parents are. The parents do not even know where their children are. This is an asinine administration, and they should be 
taken out to the gallows and hung for this atrocity on families. Trump is doing it because he's a racist, and we know he's a racist. This is just awful that this is happening in the United States. You'd never dream that the admin- some administration in the United States would be separating immigrants' children from their mother and throwing them in cages, federal prisons. This is just asinine, and it is just this is not the United States. This is not the United States way. And there are so many people that are so pissed off at this. However, the Trump administration, they're you know closing their mind, they're closing their ears to our uh, protest on this thing. And a lot of these kids have been detained for months. And they are essentially imprisoned by this administration. This is just horrible. This cannot go on. This is not America. why the rest of the free will world, you wonder why the rest of the free world respects the United States, no longer respects the United States or of America. Trump and his administration burned hell. Exactly. May Trump and his administration burn in hell for this before he sets our country and the world on fire. American people from separating kids from their families, putting them in cages, and they're there for months. May the Trump, may Trump and his administration burn in rotten hell. That's coming from the George Wilder TV show. I just, I, I don't, I'm out of words. And they, they are very proud of they are not, they don't care what we say, how we say it, how we feel about this. 
1,500 immigrant children separated from their parents by the U.S. government. Many of whom have been detained for months. And whatever this woman says, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, I'm hearing she's leaving the White House at the end of the year. She's leaving the White House. She won't be in the press uh, booth anymore, in the press office anymore. She should be leaving immediately, right now. We don't want to wait another six months for this woman to, to go. She's been trash. And this is just not America. Folks, this is not America separating children uh, from their parents. I don't even have the words to say anymore. It's heartbreaking. It makes you want to cry. It, you get teary-eyed eyed at thinking about this atrocity that the Trump administration is putting on immigrant families, separating them. Maybe somebody should have separated his ass. We wouldn't have him. And the Republicans in Congress, they're okay with this because they're complicit. All right, folks, if you heard that, that's because I got the window open in front of me. <laughs> All right, let's hope they're okay you know, and fine. But, wow, this is just horrible. Uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, she is uh, answering questions on why... And what purpose, it doesn't matter why and what purpose the, tr- the stupid, dumb, idiotic, criminal, at, criminal Donald Trump administration, it doesn't matter their reasoning for this. Separating children, I can't believe uh, separating children from their uh, parents, I can't believe that people are still supporting him. Still supporting him. And I'm hearing that Trump has been served with some sort of a, a New York is, excuse me, New York is suing Donald Trump. I, you know what, when I hear people suing Donald Trump, it, it means hardly nothing to me because so many people are suing Donald Trump. And every time someone sues Donald Trump, Donald Trump sends out his goons to settle it. He pays them off to keep them from taking his ass to court. But I, pay, uh, I don't think he can pay New York off. The entire state is suing him. But he's going to try. He's going to send his goons out. He's, he's going to try and pay them off. But I think this has something to do with his presidency. Donald Trump is a fake president. Uh, the American people did not vote for him. What gave us Donald Trump? The Electoral College. Gerrymandering. That is what gave us Donald Trump. Oh, I can't forget the Russians. The Russians. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Blog Talk Radio, and I'm still kind of teary-eyed at 
the real consequences of immigrant children being separated from their parents. This is so wrong on so many counts and it, it's it's just not right for America to be doing that. There's no debating on this. There's nothing. This is wrong. This is criminal. This is wrong. This is criminal. People are fucking nuts. This country is full of nitwits and assholes. You ever notice that? Oh, my goodness, yes. Oh, my goodness, right. Yeah. Nitwits, assholes, fuck-ups, scumbags, jerk-offs, and dipshits. And they all vote. They all vote, yeah. In fact, sometimes you get the impression they're the only ones who vote. You can usually tell who's been doing the voting by looking at the fucking election returns. Man, it sure ain't me out there wasting my time with a meaningless activity like that. You know those people on the Jerry Springer show? Those are the average Americans. Oh, yeah, believe me, below average can't get on the show. Can't get on. Below average are sitting home watching that shit on TV. Getting ready to go out and vote. Filling out their sample ballot. People are fucking dumb. You can say what you want about this country, and I love this place. I love the freedoms we used to have. I love it. I love that. You know? I love it when it didn't take a fucking catastrophe to get us to care for one another. I love the fact that we're on camera all the time from all angles. But you know what? You can say what you want about America. And I say I love this place. I wouldn't have it any other way. wouldn't live in any other time in history in any other place. But say what you want about America. Land of the free, home of the brave. We got some dumbass motherfuckers floating around this country. <laughs> dumbass motherfuckers. You know? Yeah. Now, obviously, that doesn't include this audience. I understand that. You seem intelligent and perceptive, but the rest of them, holy jumping fucking shitballs. Dumber than a second coat of paint. And this ain't just ranting and raving. This ain't just blowing off steam. I got a little evidence to support my claim. It just seems to me, seems to me, that only a really low IQ population could have taken this beautiful continent this magnificent American landscape that we inherited. Well, actually, we stole it from the Mexicans and the Indians, but hey, it was nice when we stole it. It looked pretty good. It was pristine. Paradise. Have you seen it lately? Have you taken a good look at it lately? It's fucking embarrassing. Only a nation of unenlightened halfwits could have taken this beautiful place and turned it into what it is today, a shopping mall. A big fucking shopping mall. Shopping mall. You know that? That's all you got. That's all you've got here, folks. Mile after mile of mall after mall. Many, many malls. Major malls and mini malls. They put the mini malls in between the major malls. And in between the mini malls, they put the mini marts. And in between the mini marts, you got the car lots, gas stations, muffler shops, laundromats, cheap hotels, fast food joints, strip clubs, and dirty bookstores. America the Beautiful. One big transcontinental commercial cesspool. And how do the people feel about all this? How do the people feel about living in a coast-to-coast -coast shopping mall? Well, they think it's just fucking dandy 
They think it is cool as can be because Americans love them all. They love them all. That's where they get to satisfy their two most prominent addictions at the same time. Shopping and eating. Millions of semi-conscious Americans day after day shuffling through the malls, shopping and eating, especially eating. Americans love to eat. They are, they are fatally attracted to the slow death of fast food. Hot dogs, corn dogs, triple bacon, cheeseburgers, deep fried butter dipped in pork fat and cheese whiz, mayonnaise soaked, barbecued mozzarella, patty melts. Americans will eat anything, anything, anything. If you were selling sautéed raccoons assholes on a stick... Americans would buy them and eat them, especially if you dipped them in butter and put a little salsa on them. This country is big time, pig time. Forget the bald eagle. You know what the national emblem of this country ought to be? A big bowl of macaroni and cheese. A big bowl, because everything in this country is king size. King size, extra large, and super jumbo, especially the fucking people. Have you seen some of the people in this country? Have you taken a good look at some of these big, fat motherfuckers walking around? <laughs> big, fat motherfuckers. Oh, my God. Huge piles of redundant protoplasm lumbering through the malls like a fleet of interstate buses. The people in this country are immense, massive bellies, monstrous thighs, and big, fat fucking asses. And if you stand there for a minute and you look at one of them, you look at one of them, you, you, you begin to wonder, how does this woman take a shit? How does she shit? And even more frightening, how does she wipe her ass? Can she even locate her asshole? She must require assistance. Are paramedics trained in this field? And standing right next to her, of course, with a plate full of nachos and a mouthful of pie as her clueless fucking husband, Joe Sixpack. With his monstrous swollen beer belly hanging dangerously out over his belt, beer belt buckle, this guy ain't seen his dick since the Nixon administration. <laughs> and if you stand there and you look at the two of them, you begin to wonder to yourself, do these people fuck? Is this man actually capable of fucking this woman? It doesn't seem structurally possible that these two people could achieve penetration. Maybe they're in that Cirque du Soleil or something. I'm telling you, the people in this country, are every half, every, every one of them is 50 pounds overweight. They are gargantuan. And in the summertime, God help us, in the summertime, they all want to wear short pants. Jesus, Lord, protector of all that is good and holy, deliver me from fat people in short pants. They all got short pants, big bellies, fat thighs, and dumb kids. Short pants, big bellies, fat thighs, and dumb kids. Every one of them's got two dumbass kids with them. And the whole family is wearing T-shirts. And every one of them's got the same T-shirt. I'm with stupid. Apparently in this country, the stupids are an extended family. And besides wearing them T-shirts, every one of the family's got on a backpack. They got a backpack strapped to their back so they can carry around lots of stupid shit. And the reason they got to carry their stupid shit strapped to their backs is because their hands must remain free at all times to hold food. And to get that food up to the mouth where it gets shoveled in with all the rest of the disgusting shit they ate that day. And another reason for the backpacks is these people are going to buy even more stupid shit. They ain't got enough stupid shit at home. They just had a stupid shit sale. They ain't got to buy more. They're going to go out in the parking lot and stuff this stuff into the big, fat, ugly, oversized SUV 
that's got plenty of room in it. Plenty of room in it for stupid shit and lots of room left over for these big, fat, ugly motherfuckers to get them home. <coughs> Stopping, of course, for jelly roll and fried dough. These people, these people are efficient, professional, compulsive consumers. It's their civic duty, consumption. It's the new national pastime. Fuck baseball. It's consumption. The only true, lasting American value that's left, buying things. Buying things. People spending money they don't have on things they don't need. Money they don't have on things they don't need. So they can max out their credit cards and spend the rest of their lives paying 18% interest on something that costs $12.50. And they didn't like it when they got it home anyway. Not too bright, folks. Not too fucking bright. But if you talk to one of them about this, if you isolate one of them, you sit them down rationally, and you talk to them about the low IQs and the dumb behavior and the bad decisions, right away they start talking about education. That's the big answer to everything. Education. They said, we need more money for education. We need more, more, more books, more teachers, more classrooms, more schools. Uh, we need more testing for the kids. And you say to them, well, you know, we've tried all of that, and the kids still can't pass the test. They say, oh, don't you worry about that. We're going to lower the passing grades. And that's what they do in a lot of these schools now. They lower the passing grades so more kids can pass. More kids pass. The school looks good. Everybody's happy. The IQ of the country slips another two or three points. And pretty soon, all you'll need to get into college is a fucking pencil. Got a pencil? Get the fuck in there. It's physics. Then everyone wonders why 17 other countries graduate more scientists than we do. Education. Politicians know that word. They use it on you. Politicians have traditionally hidden behind three things. The flag, the Bible, and children. No child left behind. No child left behind. Oh, really? Well, it wasn't long ago you were talking Not about right giving now. kids a head start. Head start. All right, that was George Carlin. That was the late George Carlin. He's not with us anymore, and uh, I just love it.
Donald Trump kept a voucher for one of his many alleged misdeeds. Happy birthday, Donald Trump. He is being sued on his birthday by the city of New York, the state of New York, actually. Prosecutors looking to nail the alleged misuse of his supposedly charitable foundation. Won't have to look too hard for evidence. Trump saved it for them. <laughs> this guy and his administration are the dumbest ever. Are the dumbest ever. <clears throat> Excuse me. It, on Thursday, the president's birthday, the New York State Attorney General sued Trump and three of his children over their work with the Donald Trump Foundation. Attorney uh, General Barbara Underwood described the foundation in a statement as little more, as a little more than a checkbook for payments from Donald Trump or his business to nonprofits, regardless of their purpose or legality. Wow. Lock him up. The 41, <laughs> the 41 page complaint details a myriad of alleged wrongdoing, including the improper use of charity funds to influence his election for president. Kick him out of office, kick him out of our White House. Trump is also accused of using the charity's fund, funds to pay his business expenses. Man, this guy is a thug. In one instance, in 2007, he allegedly took $100,000 from the Trump Foundation to settle a lawsuit with the town of Palm Beach, Florida, after his Mar-a-Lago resort was found to be of several ordinances regarding flagpoles. When will somebody throw this jackass out of office? When will somebody lock his ass up? I do believe it's coming, folks. I've said it several times. I do think that Donald Trump will be going to prison. At least he's going to be leaving the White House, even if the shit-faced Congress folks do nothing. They do nothing. Let this criminal uh, just wreck America. I think once Donald Trump is out of office, I think a, a lot of the shit that he's done to America and to people should be null and void. And I think Hillary should be uh, placed in the presidency. But we have a, a, a rogue Congress. We have a Republican rogue Congress, and that probably will not happen. The best thing we got going is Robert Mueller. And these lawsuits that are so up Donald Trump's ass. 
this guy needs to get the fuck out of our White House. I am sick of the corruption on top of more corruption, obstruction of justice, the lying, the bullying, the conning. He's unfit. He has a mental problem. He needs to be in an asylum somewhere, not in the White House. Even the Republicans know this. The Republicans know this. But they are so afraid of Donald Trump. They are so afraid to stand up to Donald Trump as if he's going to kick them in the teeth. And he just might. They are bone-faced cowards. The Republicans in Congress, because they they have the power together to impeach Donald Trump. They have the power to kick his ass out of office. But yet they choose to kiss his ass. The hell with what the people want who voted for them, who put their asses in office. The hell with that. They want to go proudly over to kiss Donald Trump's ass and he's going to throw them right under the bus. If he could, he'd fire them. Donald Trump has no pull. He has no authority. He doesn't. uh, What he says does not mean if he doesn't like you, uh, if you're running for some sort of office, and he doesn't like you, and he states that he doesn't like you, and you lose, that doesn't mean you're losing because Donald Trump told people not to vote for you. You lost because you are an asshole politician who was going to get to Washington and kiss Donald Trump's ass. That's why you lost. Donald Trump is the kiss of death. He's the kiss of death. Anytime he tries to endorse someone to run for some public office, they lose. They lose. And I, I differ with the press on this. You know, a lot of times you can't believe a lot of things in the press. It doesn't mean that they're fake news. You just have to have your own mind, your own thought process, and, and, and realize things for yourself and not believe everything you read, not believe everything you hear, because a lot of it is just not fake news, but it may not, uh, it may not be what you're thinking. Others have their own opinion about what's going on. Uh, That could be what the problem is. And and my my thinking is that Donald Trump cannot uh, endorse someone because there's been so many endorsements by Donald Trump that, that these people have lost. Okay, Donald, you know, I mean, the Republicans uh, won this thing because uh, 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 the other candidate was just uh, uh, not good. Not because Donald Trump said, well, don't vote for him. And Donald Trump takes every win, which is very minute. I mean, he takes it like it's, it, it's the greatest win in the, in the world. And, and in some cases, he had nothing to do with it. But you know how Donald Trump is. He likes to take credit for shit that he had nothing to do with, especially if it has a lot of numbers. But Donald Trump is being sued by the state of New York, and and he handed them the evidence against him. You know, he handed it to him because it says right here that he saved it. And this is and this is Thursday, his birthday. 
But I'm pretty sure like everything else, he's going to blow it off. You know, he's going to blow this off. But he's going to have to show up in court. I don't think he's going to be able to settle this out of court with money, disclosure agreements. You know, this is a big deal. This is the state of New York that's suing Donald Trump, which is a good thing. Five long years. Let's see what that um, is. It. Let's see. Clapton on the George Wilder Jr. Show. You know just what I'm talking about. Have you ever been mistreated? You know just what I'm talking about. I worked five long years for one woman. Chucking steel like a slave Five long years every Friday I come Straight to home with a home I pay Have you ever been mistreated? You know just what I'm talking about
long time ago The next woman that I met her Is she gonna work and bring me to go Have you ever been mistreated? You know just what I'm talking about What's the biggest factor when voters go to the polls tomorrow? Joining us now to talk about that are CNN political commentator Ed Martin, who supports Moore, and Alan Navarro, a CNN political commentator who opposes Moore's candidacy. Great to have both of you. So, Good morning. Um, Ed, you yeah. support Roy Moore. I mean, you just you heard bet. Chris delineate all of those <laughs> positions. Are you comfortable that um, America was great, he thought, when we had slavery, because that's when families are strong and we had direction? Are you comfortable that he called yeah. Islam a false religion? Are you comfortable that homosexuality should be illegal? Well, I, I have to say, hey, good morning. Uh, I, I haven't heard a lot of those in context, but I, some of them sound like things I don't really believe. But I will tell you this. Anybody who knows politics, and I've been saying this for four and a half weeks, knows that down the stretch of a hot campaign, a lot of things are going to be thrown out, and the voters have to sort of fight their way through it. So, But are you I think saying those things after, aren't true? I mean, all those things that Chris just delineated, well, you heard them in context there. Are yeah. you saying those aren't true, his positions? Well, I'm saying that I, the, the, the saying, for example, that he's against uh, uh, Islam. I have heard Roy Moore talk about the fact that uh, Sharia law trumps constitutional law in a way that is admitted by Islamic scholars, and that's a problem. I haven't heard him say Islam is a religion, as you quoted. But I don't, again, I don't dispute the quotes. What I'm saying is, three days before an election, we know this in politics. This is the time where you throw things up. I also know, by the way, that Doug Jones has done an interview where he said women's right to abortion should never be impeded in any way until the birth of the baby. So I don't know how uh, Chris can say that there's suddenly he's not against, uh, not for partial birth abortion. So, but what I know is, down the stretch, the, the credibility of all the accusations has to be looked at in the view of what is a very intense campaign. Yeah, sure, but these and, aren't accusations. We're not talking about the accusations. These are his positions, and I have them no. all spelled out. I mean, these are actually in interviews that he's given in 2016, 2017. These are direct quotes that we're giving you. So well, these aren't accusations. Yeah, but I mean, again, the, the, when you, I'm talking about soundbite, soundbite, a kind of promotion of an issue. For example, the conscience, the question of conscience and, and whether the, the law of the land, American law, will trump your own conscience. We just saw the president of the United States down at a, at a civil rights celebration where civil rights leaders said, at times, your conscience will trump the American law. That's the truth of that. If so, we know that from our teaching. So I don't quite know what you're saying when you say he, he puts that out there. In other words, again, back to this point, three days before an election, mm -hmm. this gets soundbite is for the advantage. And the Alabama voters are going to know Roy Moore and Doug Jones, who have been in public life for mm -hmm. 30 years each, and they're going to make a vote on that. Anna, how do you see it? Uh, don't believe your lying eyes. Don't believe your lying ears. What you've just laid out, what Chris just laid out, were, you know, taken from, uh, from interviews, were taken from videos, were taken from tapes of Roy Moore. This is not being taken out of context or out of thin air. These are his own words, his own positions. So, look, 
if child molestation is not enough to drive you, is not enough to drive you away from Roy Moore, <laughs> you've got the fact that he's a homophobe, that he's an Islamophobe, that he, he uh, you know, talks about slavery as the good old times. I mean, you've got way so many reasons. He's just plain stupid and ignorant, and he's, there's so many reasons why he's this divisive man that should not be sent to the Senate. And look, look, this is going to be up to Alabama voters, but the yeah. reason that the rest of us have, have a, you know, right to opine on this is let's remember this guy's going to the U.S. Senate. His salary will be paid by taxpayers. He's going to be voting on things like civil rights. He's going to be voting on things like women's rights, like violence against women. He's going to be voting on things like hate crime legislation. And this man is just not fit. He is just not fit. Alabamans are going to have another chance at an election in, in next year. This is a short-term thing. And I think that, you know, many Americans are saying, look, we implore you. Don't straddle us with this man who's got such an unfit character. Think of the message you are sending to women, to the many, many women who we've seen have been victims of sexual harassment, much more than anybody in this country, I think, ever thought existed. What message are we sending to those young girls? What message are we sending to those women who have endured sexual harassment throughout their lifetime? Yeah. Hey, um, Ed, I mean, in yeah. 2005, he was on C-SPAN, too, with Bill Press. Um, Roy Moore was asked uh, about homosexuality. He said, here's his quote, homosexual conduct should be illegal. Yes. So, are, I mean, times have changed. Here we are yeah. uh -huh. in 2017. Are you comfortable with his positions well, today? Uh, again, I, I, down the stretch of a campaign, well, I don't even know the context that, that was asked. I think that the law of the it was land asked, right now, uh, it's not, is, it's not a Do you it's not think that homosexuality should be illegal today? And he says, yeah, yes. Yeah, it's... Well, then I don't know how he understood the question because it's not illegal now and it hasn't been. It's not a federal question he's going to vote on. He wishes it were. He, said, it he said that? Yeah. He I mean, said I, homo again, homosexual conduct should be illegal. Yes, that's the, a quote. The good news is that that's not something the federal government should get into and is getting into. So that's not something that he's going to have to vote on in the Senate. But the bad news for Anna is that Anna's sitting there and what she really means and what we should be talking about instead of name-calling is Roy Moore is pro-life, against amnesty for illegals, against the, the uh, kind of uh, big government that Doug Jones wants. That's the issue. What she can call me names, him names, everybody names. The Alabama voters get to vote on two choices of people mm -hmm. serving. And by the way, if we want to get into tax dollars for people that are not mm -hmm. doing nice things, let's get the $17 million. Yeah. CNN has led on this. Let's get the $17 million yeah. slush fund out there. Look, first let me respond to you. Almost uh -huh. every time you're on with me on TV, you make uh -huh. this about me. I never make it about you. I, really? I barely know your name. I have no idea who you are. I'm not making I never it about insult you. you. Oh, well, but you just did. You. Every no. time you're on TV, you make it about me. This your is not opinions. about me. This your is opinions. much larger than it would be, you know, some sort of personal. Okay, let me get through my sentence, will you? Policy. I didn't interrupt Ed, you. Hold on, let her I waited for you to finish, so now let me finish. This is not about me. <laughs> It's about decency. It's about morality. It's about Republicans and Americans not compromising decency name, and morality for calling, one vote. Name calling. Your name uh, what's, calling. What's Anna? the name? Decency answer, and morality is name calling. No. Answer homophobia. the Homophobia. Hold on. I am answering the policy. Let's, this man compared gay marriage to marrying a, 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 a bridge. I don't know if he meant suspension or what kind of bridge. <laughs> I mean, this is you know sheer stupidity. Yes, I know you smirk and you laugh and it's your response. Uh -huh. And you know what? That's fine. Because this is not about you. It's not about me. It's about larger policy. It's about America. It's about the message we are sending the world. It's about the message we are sending children. It's about holding the people elected to a higher standard. 
then we yeah. would hold, hold others. I don't want to hold some Hollywood producer to a higher standard than I would hold a U.S. senator or a president but of the United States. But hold, hold on, hold on, Ed. And the last question. I mean, what I think Ed is suggesting is that if you're a single-issue voter, if you're anti-abortion, then Roy Moore's your guy. That's all you need to know, that all this other stuff somehow mm -hmm. you can compartmentalize and put away, and that he's saying mm -hmm. that if you, you know, feel very, very strongly about Roy Moore's position on immigration and abortion, that's, that gives you your answer. Right, Look, I think that's true. I think that I think it's a it's a page right out of Donald Trump's playbook. The smartest thing Donald Trump did in that campaign, in my view, was put out that list of potential Supreme Court nominees. And I have a lot of friends, a lot of good, decent Republican friends who voted for him because they wanted that Supreme Court justice who he in turn gave them. I think that's what the Roy Moore campaign is doing, uh, you know, attaching themselves to one issue and just praying on that over and over again. And if that's the type of voter you are, I think you do have your answer. I hope the people of Alabama, many of them, are, you know, can see the whole picture and can see that sending an unfit person to the U.S. Senate is just not fair to their state. It's not fair to our country. Mm -hmm. So, Ed, last question. You think he's going to yeah. win tomorrow? Oh, my gosh, yeah, it's obvious. It's obvious he's winning. Gloria Allred rolled out a positive story for Roy Moore on Friday because she knows he's going to win. She's setting up for the fight afterwards. Everybody knows he's going to win. What do you mean he should uh, roll out a positive story? Well, that story that she rolled out, well, however you spin it, the story was, my, here's my client. She has the yearbook, which we didn't produce, and some of it she wrote. It was covered in Alabama as a story that she lied. I'm not saying she did. I think she had an explanation. She made, but, she made um, a sort of um, little notes, she's saying, right, that it's still it, his uh, signature. It's still his message. But, it's his right. signature, and she made like an annotation. Right, but rolling that out on the Friday before, it was not a negative hit on Roy Moore. It was kind of a let's get attention. And that's because on Wednesday morning, she's going to be back saying let's have hearings. And by the way, Wednesday morning, two things should happen. One, Mitch McConnell should resign as the leader of the Republicans in the Senate. And two, there should be a conversation. I'm for it about the credibility of the allegations against Roy Moore by the women. Let's have that conversation in the Senate Ethics Committee on C-SPAN. Mm -hmm. And then let's move right on to all the other senators that have had allegations in the last 40 years of misconduct. Let's have them all out there. I'm for it. Let's get, let's drain that swamp with bright sunlight. Okay. Anna Navarro, Ed Martin, thank you all right. very much Thanks, for guys. the debate. Uh, Donald Trump kept a voucher for one of his many alleged misdeeds. Uh, he told, well, this is a mistake by Donald Trump. He left evidence of his crime. That's what they're saying here. He left evidence of, of, their crime, of his crime. And that's why New York is suing him. Prosecutors looking to nail Donald Trump uh, over the alleged misuse of his supposedly charity charitable uh, foundation uh, won't have to look too hard for evidence. Trump saved it for him. <laughs> this guy's a mess. He is a mess. Um, I repeated that. I mentioned that earlier, but you know it was worth repeating because. Uh, they filed suit against Donald Trump on his birthday. Happy birthday present. What a happy birthday present to Donald Trump getting sued. But getting sued is nothing for Donald Trump. I mean, he's used to being sued. He's been sued 100, 400 times, and he done paid them all off. That's why you don't hear anything about it. He paid them all off. They have non-disclosure disagreement. He paid them off, bing, bing, bing. A lot of these women are charging him for sexual harassment with uh validity uh these stories are believable he paid them off you know because he doesn't want to be ending up in a court 
And plus, Donald Trump thinks he's president. He thinks he doesn't have to go to court like the rest of us. You know, if we get summoned or we get indicted, we have to go to court. Donald Trump feels that he doesn't have to go to court because he's president. He's a dumb fuck. He can't spell. He should stop tweeting. He really should because it's always a grammar error, misspellings, mispronunciations. But the guy keeps on tweeting and he keeps on. I don't read his tweets anymore. I don't even read them if they're on a website, a news website. I don't read them because I know I'm reading a bunch of lies. And that's why Donald Trump tweets. Donald Trump tweets like a madman because he wants you to read his tweets. The media reads them. I feel sorry for that. They've got to wade through all that garbage of tweets from Donald Trump, which are basically lies. Lies. Donald Trump knows uh, that his tweets are lies. And another thing, Donald Trump tweets to try to distract you from his latest criminal activity. Now that we know that Donald Trump uh, uh, is going to be sued by uh, the state of New York, we know that because it, it's here. It's not alleged. Uh, prosecutors, they're going to nail Donald Trump. I don't think Donald Trump will be able to try to pay them off. If he does try to pay them off, they could say the president tried to bribe them. And one of the, another reason I believe Donald Trump tweets his ass off is he tries to distract you. He, it's a distraction. But Donald Trump distractions are not distractions anymore. They're just piles of shit on top of each other uh, linked to Donald Trump. He's going to try to distract us against, uh, away from this New York lawsuit. He's going to do something dumb, stupid, and silly and asinine to distract us. And the only reason why it works is because he's president. He's president. What he says, what he does makes news. If I say something, if I say something or do something, it's not going to make the news. But let Donald Trump say it. It's going to be every, And he knows this. That's why he keeps doing it. He loves to tweet every morning. He lo- and then turn on the television and watch the news outlet outlets read his tweets. That turns him on. To know that somebody, even if you don't agree with it, even if you call it a bunch of lies, in Donald Trump's mind, you're reading my tweets. That's great. And that's why he does it. If we stop reading his tweets, stop giving his tweets any kind of credibility, maybe he'll stop. Maybe he'll stop. About a month ago, so about a month ago, um, Donald Trump was trying to sue to keep uh, the American people from his Twitter account, keep people from responding or posting on his Twitter account especially when they were posting not so kind things about him. He tried, he lost, he lost. And the judges would probably say, Hey, if you, (laughs) if you want people to say nice things about you, well then that's up to you. 
he wants to be a dictator. But I do think that Donald Trump will never, ever become a dictator. He wants to be he, he wants to be like the rogue dictators of today and yesterday. He wants to be like them. He wants to be there. And I don't think the American, the uh, uh, the military, the, the United States military should give him a parade. If they do give him a parade, I hope they just stomp all over him. The guy is a crook, criminal, and corruption just, just bleeds out of this guy. And I've said, I'll say this again. I mean, if... Speak up. Speak out about this corruption in your in your country. Speak up. Speak out. No time to be silent because that's what they want. They want you to be silent. They don't want you to do anything. They don't want you to protest. One of, one of the things I think the Republicans in Congress think they can do, they think they can just walk all over the American people. They think they can just walk right over us but we got to show them that they can't they can't just walk on us as they think they can because they're they're in office we're the ones who gave you your damn job your check is taxpayer money the the check uh uh your paycheck is the taxpayer money your check yet you rather kiss donald trump's ass because that's what you want to do. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. My tongue is a little bit twisted. Uh, and as I harp back to what I was discussing earlier about the separation of families at the border by Donald Trump and Jeff Sessions, it steals. It, it it hurts. People say, well, George, you have, you have a heart for these people. I don't have a heart for these folks. Yeah. We wish Donald Trump had a heart. That motherfucker don't have. He hasn't got any heart. He should be arrested just for that. Committing a crime separating children from their families. That's something out of, out of the Gestapo days of the Holocaust, Nazi Germany. This is what they did. Remember Anne Frank? This is what they did. Now Trump is doing it. It's just awful. And I'm with, and I'm with excuse me, I'm with Robert De Niro. I mean, I am with him when he criticizes Trump and lambasts Trump. Uh, you know, I'm with him because we need more people to speak out about Donald Trump and his atrocities and his corruption. We need more people to speak out. We, we know we have people who are kissing Donald Trump's feet, who will lie for Donald Trump, who will stand in line and take a bullet for Donald Trump. We know there's people like that. And those people are just as fucking corrupt. They need to take a bullet. If they're going to take a bullet for Donald Trump, they, they're they going to deserve it. 
But this is the worst president ever. This is the worst administration ever. He's the worst person. He's the most stupidest person ever. Donald Trump. He's ignorant. He's an imbecile. He's a buffoon. He's a con man. But yet, he seems to get away with his crimes. This may be the stick that breaks the camel's back. And I've said this several times. Donald Trump cannot dance out of every scandal that he and his goons create. He cannot do that. He cannot go and say, well, I'm trying to do my job as president and the uh, investigation is getting in the way. He said that once. And to most of us, that's obstruction of justice, but not to Donald Trump, it's not. Donald Trump has ob- obstructed justice so much, it, it's, it's baffling. It's baffling. And there's people who say, well, if he's, if he's not guilty, then, then why is he acting like he's guilty? Because he's guilty. And he knows it. And the people around him knows it. The, the Republicans in Congress know it. They're just a criminal empire all across America. We have a criminal empire of Republicans. And if you've ever voted Republican again, do not do it anymore. You don't have to take my word for it. Look at your country. Look at your Republicans that you voted in office. They don't give two shits about you. All they want to do is con you, bullshit you into giving them your vote so they can get a get in Congress and then take away all of your happiness, all of your happiness and your liberties and say, fuck you. This is why I tell people all the time, make sure we have the, we have the uh, 2018 midterms coming up in a few months. Stay up, stay positive, stay focused and vote these clowns out. Vote blue. Vote them out. I do think that Democrats have the edge. But we have to stay focused and we can't let false advertising, uh, uh, false ads, uh, people coming out of the woodwork and trying to uh, uh, cheat this thing around. It can't be turned around. The tsunami is here. The blue wave is here. But you know what? The Republicans, they don't believe in the blue wave, but they know that their asses, they know that their butts are going to be voted out. They know that. Mitch McConnell, I mean, this guy thinks the blue wave is a joke. I'm pretty sure Paul Ryan does too. It's a joke. It won't be a joke when when their asses get flushed out of Congress in a few months. Remember, Three million people voted for Hillary Clinton. Not one of those folks voted for Donald Trump. Three million people. And if Donald Trump does decide to run again in 2020, if he makes it that far, 
because there's so, there's so much shit surrounding Donald Trump. He could be out of office before the midterms. He could be out of office before 2020 with all the scandals and crimes and corruption and bullshit that he has bestowed upon America. But if he should run in 2020, he's going to have Republican uh, opponents running against him unless they are too unless they are too damn afraid i think that's what he's trying to do right now i think donald trump is trying to solidify his 2020 run um by scaring off republicans so they don't run against him in a primary the republicans in congress are scared shitless of donald trump i mean they he is their king and maker their master uh, he, they, they are scared shitless of Donald Trump, and Donald Trump will be the first one to throw every last one of them under the bus. But they still uh, kiss his ass, and it's and they're saying fuck you to the people who voted their asses in office, their constituency. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show, Trump Separates Children from Their Parents. That's what I titled this show. Uh, hate lies have no homes here. Uh, don't quit when others doubt you. Don't quit when they turn on you. Don't quit when they um, doubt you. Don't quit when other people lie and spread falsehoods about you. Do not quit when they say you can't do it or you can't make it. Don't quit. Do not quit when they work hard to bring you down. Because there are so many people out here who are in that type of situation. I mean, I was in that type of situation. That's why I tell other people. But there's other people out here who are totally in that kind of uh, situation in, those, in that similar frame. People are out trying to do you in because you are trying to make a difference. You want to make a difference, only uh, deal with people who support you. They don't support you, get rid of them. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show, and we're just about off the air, folks. We're going to be off for a few days. Got to do some writing. Yeah, I'm doing a book on Donald Trump, (laughs) and it's not going to be um, um, favorable to him. I don't think it, I don't think there's anything that's uh, favorable to Donald Trump. You know, so we're we're gonna we're doing a book on Donald Trump, and uh, I mean, who isn't? If you're a writer, I think every writer should be doing something on Donald Trump. You know, I mean, even if it's a few pages, <laughs> do something on this guy. Uh, and there's books out there galore. Uh, talking about Donald Trump and his bullshit. Books all over the place. Books he would like to stop publication on, but he can't. He wants to stop you from writing your books because your books will be negative about him. Of course it's going to be negative, but it doesn't make it doesn't make them lies, and that's one of the things Donald Trump he have with the press, the the re- press write about him and they write the truth about him but the truth is negative about him so he doesn't like them 
calls them fake news. Wow. <laughs> All right, the George Wilder Jr. Show is just about off the air. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Make sure you podcast the show. Make sure you go by my uh, Amazon page and download a story or a book or two that I have written. And uh, it's been great. It's been great, folks. Have a great weekend. Have, you know, because that's what's coming up after this particular show. I'm, I'm pretty sure when you podcast it, it's going to be another date. But anyway, um, have a great evening. Have a great weekend. And uh, we'll see you Monday, Monday. Remember, folks, we're on four days a week, uh, starting at 6 p.m. to 7.30 p.m., sometimes 8 o'clock, depends on what's happening on the show. But anyway, I want to thank once again for the hundredth time. I want to thank everybody for listening and stay up, stay up, stay strong, stay focused, vote, 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 vote these clowns out. Um, be nice to one another out there too. Yeah, be nice. All right, we're just about off the air. We're going to do this and we will be right back with a
Right, once again, Trump uh, has separated over 1,500 children from their families, uh, immigrant children from their families at the border. This is just asinine. This is one of the things that cannot be tolerated in the United States. I just had to get this in, folks. Uh, This is just awesome. I mean, awesomely wrong. Put it that way. This is just awesomely wrong. And he's going to pay a big price for this at the polls in November. He's going to pay because I'm going to get everybody that I can, everybody that I know around the world, not just in my neighborhood, but around America to vote this scoundrel, this bastard out of our White House. This is just this will not be tolerated in America. Separating, I don't give a care what color they are. You're separating children from their parents. And I've seen videos of the kids in these cages. That's a damn shame. The kids in cages crying. Crying. And this shit-faced Sarah Huckabee Sanders has the nerve to try to defend this while kissing Trump's ass at the White House press, in the White House press room. I guess she's, you know, uh, uh, agreeing with what the president is doing. How would she like it if someone separated her from her children? How would she like it? Would she still agree with Donald Trump and Jeff Sessions? All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. I want to say thanks for listening again. Uh, Just had to get that little bit in there, folks. So uh, make sure you join me next week. All right. Bye-bye, everybody.